Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another uh, Bible in a Year podcast episode. Uh, today, we're going to be taking a look at the uh, Old Testament book of Jeremiah, and I'm joined by, once again by Megan. Welcome back. Hi, thanks. Uh, as you all know, usually I like to kind of start these uh, podcast episodes out by talking about who writes them, um, what's going on historically, stuff like that, just to set the kind of framework uh, before we get into the book itself. So, if you hadn't already guessed, Jeremiah is written by Jeremiah. Uh, he's writing, or he's prophesying to God's people. Uh, it's interesting, we just went through First uh, and Second Kings, and really in terms of the historical context, it's really First and Second Kings. Yeah. It is God's people going through the cycle of maybe an okay ruler, but for the most part, not so good rulers. Yeah. Uh, his kingdoms, God's kingdoms. Uh, the, God's people split into two kingdoms, they war, they fight, they fall away from God, and then he says, you know what, I'm done with this. Yeah. One kingdom falls, Israel falls, uh, Judah stays around for a little bit, and this is when Jeremiah is proclaiming, he's saying, hey, we've already lost a whole kingdom, guys. Yeah. Come back to God, repent, do something different. But they don't. Yes. They Even though away. they have multiple chances, and multiple warnings, and multiple, <laughs> you know, yeah, they're they're spoken to by <laughs> Jeremiah and multiple times and saying, "Come back, repent, repent." He's like, "The day is coming. The day is coming. If you don't come, your sins will, you know, ultimately you will feel the wrath of God." And they just overlook it, continue to overlook it, and then once you know, punishment is taken, then they they still don't fully take on their sins they yeah. they still say like what did we do how are in and it, it's yeah <laughs> yeah you're right there's there's a lot going on there and i just couldn't help but think you know although maybe the the kingdom sizes were not exactly 50 50 but i'm thinking you know my neighbor has now just been demolished and they got a warning from a guy saying hey maybe they should repent now they're gone yeah and yeah. now i have somebody telling me the same thing right maybe I should consider doing what he's saying so I don't have to do, go through that. Right. It's really hard. It's, you know, when you read Jeremiah, you want to just scream at them through the book and say, <laughs> do you not see? Like, open your eyes. Do you, it is right there. What are you, how are you missing this somehow? They just, they, they just don't. <laughs> they <Yep>. don't. <laughs> yep. So uh, as you're reading, you're going to see Jeremiah is, it's quite a lengthy book, and it is a lot of law. It is mm -hmm. a whole lot of destruction is coming, change your ways. Yes, and it's laid out. And, I mean, he he doesn't just say it once. He says it twice. He says it multiple times to them. And and so, yes, it, Jeremiah can be very repetitive. Mm -hmm. um, but you just, if you work through it. But it, it ultimately, Jeremiah is, is a good book to kind of live through as well is because we are sinful by nature and we we do sin and we do need repentance so the way jeremiah presents it and the way um god's people aren't accepting it is still happening today mm -hmm. so. yeah very much where you know it's I always say it's easy or even sometimes kind of entertaining to read through the scripture and point at different parties or individuals and say, how could they not get it? Yeah. But then we do the same thing. Yes. I mean, yes. it's not this sort of biblical destruction sort of yeah. magnitude, 
but we do the same thing. I mean, right. when we slip and then we say, come on, God, why didn't you fix it for me? Right. It, I mean, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's but, a whole thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, in terms of sort of background, uh, this book is, as we said, it's it's set up by the kings, first and second kings. But he's writing basically up until the Babylonian captivity. Mm-hmm. He's proclaiming God's people that destruction's coming. It comes, and then that sets up for Babylon taking over, taking captives, and then carrying on uh, into more of the Old Testament. Right. You know, towards the end, you know, it, you know, it explicitly says that they are now in exile and it is based because of their sins and lack of repentance and lack of belief and, and what God has repeatedly told them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it boggles my mind, the amount of, of exiling and wandering mm-hmm. and things. It's like, yes, how do you not get it yet? And then they would, they would say, okay, they would ask for forgiveness and then they turn around and go back to worshiping idols or go go back going back into um you know whatever it is adultery and and just the sinful pieces and the wickedness that they are mm-hmm. they just come right back to it and again we still do it to this not quite to this magnitude but we still do that to a certain sense so a part of me kind of understands where they are because as a person who's who's a sinner I get it, but when you read it, and and all of the signs are there, everything is there. I it's just it boggles my mind, and the fact that you can't always, you know, the one thing I will say is, they don't always in in Jeremiah or just in general. I don't feel like they point out the ones who do believe. Like Mm. there's a very, you know, there's a strict focus on what they are doing wrong. And that, and obviously, like that needs to be like written and and seen and said. But what about those who are among the one out of five or whatever it is, you know? And how did they feel about that, knowing that they couldn't change it or they couldn't? They were sitting within this, you know, within Israel or um, Judah, and 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 they can't. They're part of the crowd. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of lost in yeah. the sea of things. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even uh, Jeremiah, it it doesn't talk directly about it, but toward the end of the book, he starts to proclaim or talk about uh, the suffering of the prophets. I yeah. mean, that's kind of what you're getting at here, yeah. that God's people, or, or Jeremiah, for instance, mm-hmm. is doing what he can, man. He's yeah. trying his best, Yeah. and he's still going to suffer. And yep. I think that's a hard pill to swallow, and maybe one that some people... I need to come to terms with that that Christianity doesn't mean life is going to be sunshine and roses all the right. time. You're going to you're you will be kind of one among the crowd and you will be kind of forgotten in that sense and it's it's up to you to continue to hold your faith with God and and not waver from it and not let other people distract you. Mm-hmm. Um you know Jeremiah knew that he was being like that they wanted to kill him that they wanted to put him they jail him they wanted to do all of these things and he knew that and he knew it was because of him you know prophesying for god and he still did it anyways and i think that's an important lesson is yes there's going to be hardships yes there's going to be criticism but don't waver from your belief and what you know in your heart and what God has taught you. So I think that's a, I mean, it's part of 
why Jeremiah is writing it. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. And back to a point that you'd made earlier about uh, kind of the the cycle that they go through here of of semi repentance mm-hmm. and then some good times, and they go to the other to other gods. Basically, uh, we were just actually working through some uh, one of the studies that we're doing here at mm-hmm. church was uh, about law and gospel, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we got into. That sometimes it can be dangerous as the church. We like to think that the law is like this evil, wicked thing we want to do away with. Yeah. But you can't get rid of one or the other. Right. You know, if you reside in law all the time and there's no gospel, it's going to kind of be like, why get up in the morning, right? right? But if you're like God's people, when they come to repentance and things are going good, if you're only in the gospel, then it's like, everything's going fine. Why do I need to worry about anything at all? Right. And then you start to slack off mm-hmm. and things start to stray again. Right. Yeah, you're not learning. And, you know, it's not that you need to be a, a sinner to learn or, you know, not to be in the gospel to learn, but there's learning within the the missteps. Mm-hmm. And there's also, you know, there's judgment there. And I think it's, I think there, I think, and I think that's why God, well, I mean, I can't speak for him, <laughs> but I think the way I guess I feel or the way I see it is, God knows that we're sinners. That's why he gives us repentance mm-hmm. and an opportunity to be forgiven is because he knows that you kind of have to have both to be able to still be within the gospel and understand what you're learning and what he's trying to teach you. So. And he just knows it, man. He we are knows. He knows. quick to turn the other side mm-hmm. and, man, yep. patient. Patient is what he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> that I've... He is very patient and he's very forgiving. And that's something that, um, you know, Jeremiah at one point doesn't fully understand. Like mm-hmm. he, he question he doesn't question God, but he kind of questions why he's so forgiving or, or why at one point I know he said, you know, why are we doing this? Like, why are we being so destructive to everyone? Mm-hmm. And then in the other hand, he says, why aren't we just punishing them all and just being rid of them and just being done? And so, but I think we all as people think the same way Jeremiah does too. You know, there's um, there's a piece that I highlighted and it, um, you know, it's big, so we got to find it. <laughs> But it says, uh, um, let me see where is that. Oh, yeah. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all of the faithless live at ease? You have planted them and they have taken root. They grow and bear fruit. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's one. Of, um, that was um, eight, eight, one, actually. Um, eight, one and eight, two. Or 12, sorry, 12, 1, 12, 2, Jeremiah's complaint to God. So, you know, you are always righteous, O Lord, when I bring a case before you, yet I would speak with you about your justice. He's questioning why. Why do the wicked prosper? Mm-hmm. And it's because God knows and he, you know, he knows that we're all sinning or that we're sinners and that some are more sinful than others. And they, it's not that he's letting them prosper or letting them live in ease. He's, he's doing something in the background that they don't necessarily see. And the wrath of God is coming 
and he, there's warnings and there's signs, but we can't always see that. As someone who you know is in the gospel, who who or who isn't you know as sinful as someone else, when you look into someone else's home and you see them doing all of these, they have all of these great, amazing things, and it seems like their life is perfect, and you know you're struggling yourself, and you question, you know why to God you're not going to know that answer because he's the one who has the answer and they're the ones that have to answer to him. Mm -hmm. So I think Jeremiah made a very valid question and a valid point that I think a lot of us think sometimes too. Yeah, I think that that question comes up all the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, why why did these bad things happen and stuff like that? And I think especially, I know we've touched on it, Myself and Pastor Kalen, I'm sure you probably, maybe you've, you've been a part of the conversation yeah. as well, but yeah. um, this idea that you can pray to God with stuff like this mm-hmm. and and be kind of disgruntled or concerned or confused, and it it's not something that's taught very often mm-hmm. in the church to to give God what you're actually thinking. Yeah, which it sounds silly, but you know that's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. You're praying to the guy who who knows what's in your heart already. Yes. And I can't imagine uh, hearing a prayer and being able to see into somebody's heart and say, your words aren't matching what your heart is telling me. Right. You know, who do you think you're fooling? We're not fooling God by thanking him, but being angry in our heart. So right. pray to him and say, you know, I'm angry. Why? Why is this going on? Right. <laughs> you know, and I think that's something that. When I first started, you know, really reading and understanding and building my relationship with God, that was something that I learned over time that it was okay to anger, like make an angry prayer to God. Because if that's what I feel in my heart, he knows it. Mm -hmm. He just, he, you have to be the one to express it. And so I've started to, you know, when I am angry at things or I feel just like there's just something that I just need to get off my chest even though it feels uncomfortable to do because I feel like that I should be like praying for, you know, and thanking him, I still pray to him whatever is heavy on my heart. But I also still thank him for the things that he has done. Mm-hmm. Because at any point in time, like they're both kind of, they're both there and they're both hand in hand. So yeah. I think that's important. It's a good lesson that it is okay to be angry and it is okay to not not to well i mean you're going to have questions but it's okay to question why you feel this way to god and he will always give you an answer you may and it may not be written on the wall but it, it, the answer is there and you'll get it at some point so yeah exactly and i like what you said in terms of you know by all means i'm saying people should pray what they're actually feeling uh but it's important also not to let that consume your faith. I'm not saying pray only in anger to God, but it is kind of a good idea. I think it's good to, to pray in anger. And then ultimately that'll bring you back around to, man, this is really hard, but you also work good in my life. Yeah. And then you can give thanks for what's going on. Right. But if you hide away all those other emotions, I think it kind of contaminates or it, causes issues it does it plants in a seed that just kind of starts to spread and starts to fester so i always end my prayer with thankfulness and you know guidance and love and and you know whatever um whatever i'm thankful for that god has done just in general because i feel like it's important to speak your anger speak Mm -hmm. your truth to god 
but then also like end it and let it go and end it with something positive and something thankful. Um, for me, I feel like that's how I have been able to let so much heaviness on my heart go is because I let it out. I, I say it and then I'm able to feel thankful and positive in the end and know that like he's there mm -hmm. and his words are tried and true. And I think that's what Jeremiah also kind of does too, is he complains to God, but then he also is thankful for the things that he has done. And that's why, you know, you have Jeremiah's complaint and then you have God's answer and then you have Jeremiah, you know, and, and he's just speaking to God in general. And so, yeah, I think, I think Jeremiah says it perfectly. Yeah, he does it. He does it well. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about the, the law aspect and kind of yeah. repentance of Jeremiah, because that is most of it. Yeah. <laughs> but we do get uh, some pretty good gospel proclamation too. It's not like God leaves his people on the destruction. Right. He does go on to proclaim or through Jeremiah, I still love you, and yeah. there's still going to be a lot of good things coming. Yeah. And uh, if you don't mind, I think it'd be good that we touch on that a little bit. Yeah, And no, in particularly, uh, we get the new covenant in Jeremiah. Yes, we which do. Which is huge. It I is. Mean, a huge deal because yes. he's... He's proclaiming that you're still my people and you're going to be my people. Yes. And I, I think that's exactly, you know, where is that? I think it was towards the end. Uh, yeah, it's chapter 31. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, whenever, you know, reading the beginning of Jeremiah, and there's a lot of, you know, question and destruction. But mm -hmm. then in the end, you you get the, the new covenant. And... I think in 30, yeah, it's 32, actually. I highlighted, give thanks to the Lord Almighty for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, no matter what we go through, God loves, God's love is forever. And so I think, yeah, you know, there, and that's 30, promise of restoration, 33. Like, it's huge. Yeah. He right there important. just he just gives it to you and says, like, here's the good thing. Here's what's still happening. Yes, there's a lot of wrath going on and a lot of, you know, I'm kind of, kind of I'm coming and I'm coming down, but there is a light after that and there is forgiveness and there is restoration. You just have to endure your you know, punishment. Mm -hmm. And as long as you learn from it, then there's something from it. Yeah. Yep. The thing that I found found to be uh, quite comforting is uh, in verse 34, he he says, uh, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, I don't know about you, but when I slip up with somebody else and mm -hmm. I affect a relationship that I have with somebody else uh, negatively, even if they say, you know, I'm sure I forgive you or it's fine, stuff like that. In the back of my mind, I can't help but feel like, you know, they're going to remember this. There's no mm -hmm. way that they're going to forget it. But we have God telling us, you know, I'm going to forgive you. And then once I forgive you, it's not there anymore. It's gone. Yeah. I didn't keep a tally. I'm not going to keep it in the back of my mind. It's like that didn't happen anymore because I love you that much. Right. That's, that's huge. It is huge. For... It's huge. And the fact that he can, he can do that, I mean, we all can do it. You just have to, you just have to believe in it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, that's it. Yeah, that was a, when I read that one, I, um, that one was huge for me too. So. I think it would be, uh, you know, it would be tough if 
if we knew that God kind of held on to all of our sins after forgiving them. Because I don't know about you, but it also makes me kind of heated or upset when I have gained forgiveness from somebody and then they kind of throw it back in your face mm-hmm. afterward. It's like, what was that forgiveness? Obviously, it wasn't real. You know, right. you said it, but it's still there. And Right. Because you want to hold it over my head late for later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But our God doesn't do that. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't. And and I think um, we all can learn from that piece of it. And uh-huh. and it's hard to do. It's hard to not keep those tallies. You know, I, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of, you know, forgiving and letting it go. And then I'm angry in another sense. And then it gets brought up. And all that does is just create more hurt mm-hmm. than when you forgave them the first time because then they don't believe that you're ever actually going to forgive them yeah. forgive them and forgive forget forgive and forget um so yeah well I think it, it, it just goes to show that this is something that everybody does because this is learned behavior I mean mm-hmm. there's if if we all were able to act like this act like God and forgive and forget we wouldn't grow up with this assumption mm-hmm. that people hold on to stuff but yeah. that's just how the world works unfortunately right. and Right. And people don't often forgive and forget. Right. And it's such a simple phrase, and you would think that it would be so easy to do, but it's not. And mm-hmm. and God makes it look so easy. He really does. He makes all the goodness look <laughs> I easy. I know. He makes, it, he makes it all look so easy. I'm, we're all sitting here like, well, how, why can't it be that easy for me? And it's because he is pure. We are sinful. Yeah. So. That's for sure. But... We get this this new covenant that that he will forgive, and ultimately, uh, it, it kind of points us to to Christ. I mean, it points yeah. us to the fact that we are on this side of the grave, and and we live in this covenant that we get to know our Savior. Yeah, we get to know we're saved, and we know that the covenant that he makes with us now isn't one that's going to get broken. Yes. I mean, yeah, we're living in lasting covenant, which yeah. is great news. It is, it is, and sometimes. He, you want to say like I don't know if we earned it, but we at least. But <laughs> but he's given us um, an opportunity to continue to, you know, believe and and forgiveness. It's God's grace is amazing and it's beautiful to see. Yep. And you know, towards the end of you know Jeremiah, when the new covenant comes in, I think that's spoken right there in the words. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Well, did anything else stick out to you uh, in Jeremiah? No, I mean, I think we covered a lot. I think it's it was important to <laughs> discuss the destruction because it's there and you're going to see it. Yep. But if you continue through Jeremiah and you get to the end, it's always, you know, the, that saying there's light at the end of the tunnel. And there is. And God's grace is there. And he, you know, I think it was important to hit on both things. And that's what you're going to see through Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. So just pay attention to, I would just say, just pay attention to what you're reading and really just take it in because there's a lot of great um, gospel within Jeremiah and there's a lot of um, learning and law. So. Yeah, that's for sure. Yep. And especially, I mean, pay attention to the whole thing, obviously, but <laughs> yes. make yeah. sure you don't, because the, the these good gospel messages and the new covenant come at the end, uh, fight through the fatigue. Yes. You know, make sure you're not skimming through that because that's, that's what's going to quench that fire that Mm-hmm. All of Jeremiah sort of lights. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. All right. Well, we'll we'll move on to our, our five takeaways here uh, yeah. for you. 
So first off, and we said it earlier and often, uh, repentance is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we slip up, and it's good to admit that to one another. When you when you make a mistake in a relationship, repent of that. Forget or to ask for forgiveness, and with God, do the same. Yeah. You know, when you yep. slip up, ask for forgiveness. Uh, two, be in God's word and make time for devotion. Uh, we see here that. Over and over, God's people kind of stray and they forget what God has to say. But mm-hmm. we have been blessed with having this big old book full right. of God's word yep. that we can look at. So spend time in it so you get to know what God has to say and what he wants to tell you. Yep. Uh, three, be patient. We unfortunately do live in a broken world. Uh, things happen. There is times when it looks kind of dark. Yep. But we can be patient because we do know there is light at the end of the tunnel because we do live in the lasting covenant. Right. Uh, four, God doesn't flee. He doesn't leave his people behind. Uh, we see it here and over and over again when God's people, uh, they suffer through things and God even turns his face against them. He never just leaves them. He doesn't say, I'm done with this creation. You guys, you know, do what you want. Yeah. He's always there. And even when he turns his face against his people, it's still a way of bringing them back to him so that way he can have his creation. Yep. Uh, and then lastly, don't forget, we live in the new covenant. I think that's the key here uh, throughout Jeremiah. We live in this great time of knowing that we are, in fact, saved. I mean, Christ came, lived, died, and rose again. Yep. We say it a lot, but let that sink in. I mean, we live in all of that grace, and right. that is that is good news. It is, and I think, I think that's why um, just appreciate it. Appreciate it because you, we could be living in a different covenant, and you know, you can't say how or or who would be would feel the wrath of God, but we um, we are blessed. That we are. We are blessed. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, everybody, I hope that uh, as you read through Jeremiah, I hope that first off you get through the law and find that good quenching yeah. gospel. But I hope it's as uh, enriching as it was for for myself and Megan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, God's blessings, everybody. Mm-hmm.